This is Kristen Hedgecock. And I'm Ash Matson. You're listening to Apta Sophia, which means useful wisdom in the pursuit of biblical womanhood. Welcome to Apta Sophia. My name's Ash Matson. I'm here with Kristen Hedgecock. Hello. Hello. And we're back. We're back. With another episode. This time we are talking about being open-handed or generous. This isn't going to come out anywhere near Christmas, but it is Christmas time right now when we're recording. And so mm-hmm. it's a good time to think about these things. Yeah. We're going to do it live on a mic. <laughs> Not really live. It's recorded, but it's, recorded. it's live right now. It's live for us. Just uh, for Every us and Jesus. <laughs> is live for us. <laughs> and the Lord. And the Lord. And okay. And Ryan. And Ryan, yes. And my naughty children who are not sleeping right now. My two-year-old, we were going to sleep train her, and I quickly gave up on that. Usually I wait until my kids are old enough where I can reason with them. Yeah. She's not there yet. Like 60% of her language is just gibberish still, (laughs) so. And what do you mean by sleep train? Sleep train, uh, bed train. Bed train, okay. Yeah, like make sure they stay in their bed at night and they don't get out and run around, which I mean my seven-year-old is still struggling with that concept, so. We're working My at it. My 11-year-old is still struggling. Hi, Knox. Yes. Hey, Knox. He's <laughs> our number one fan. Uh, yeah, and so we put her back in her crib, and then she learned how to hop over that rail like nobody's business. So it's a good night for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's learning all about discipline tonight. So you might hear some little cameo appearances of yeah. her voice. Her, her little bell voice. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're going to start with the most important thing we do in any episode, and that is our would you rather question for the episode. And what's funny about this is I don't remember what our would you rather is for this episode. We're going to have to pick a new one because we already started recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could do Knox's would you rather. I mean, the one we could. Oh, the one but we the were one from to answer. Two, we have two episodes we haven't released yet, oh, that's right. and it's buried within that. What's funny story, Kristen and I don't even remember what we recorded on for one of those episodes. So that's on Mom Brain. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's good when I listen back to I'm it. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. Knox did have a really good would you rather, so we'll do that one. So Knox's question today was, would you rather have to wear summer clothes in the wintertime or winter clothes in the summertime? Like be really bundled up when it's hot or have like... Tank tops and shorts on when it's freezing outside. Yeah. I feel like we've talked enough about how much I hate the cold that everybody should guess what I'm going to go yeah. for. But what about you? Um, I would say I think I could handle being dressed in tank tops and shorts during the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you go is, for the most part, warm. And whereas I feel like not everywhere in Washington State during the summer has air conditioning. So actually a lot of places don't. So if you're just hanging out at home, most houses here do not have air conditioning. Then you're like all bundled up wearing winter clothes in an already hot house. That just doesn't sound like fun. Whereas in the wintertime, every place is warm, so you would only have to bear the elements when you were outside. Oh, you're winning me over. Yeah. Yeah. See? Our house has air- AC because yeah. Ryan is 
He hates being hot. Yeah. Hates it, hates it. So we have like, we get those window units. Hot tip, if you haven't, I think, when did we talk about this? We talked about this when we were talking about stewarding our stuff, I think, or parenting hacks or something. But look for free or very, very cheap window AC units in the wintertime. I get, I've gotten all of mine for free. Wow. And some of them are like power powerhouse like workhorse very very nice ac units that people just don't have room for and don't want to if they're they're not going to sell them in the winter and then people price gouge when you get to the summer yeah so that's the way to do it washingtonians especially because yeah a lot of people are like i'm dying yeah (laughs) and i'm like we've had some pretty pretty like hot summers summers have been really hot like Mm -hmm. not well last summer yes but the summer before last in June, we went camping, and it was 110 degrees in June, which doesn't happen. Like, around Washington, June is nicknamed June Gloom because it rains most of June. And so when we go camping, I usually go in a yurt. And so we mm-hmm. had rented this yurt with our friend, Miss um, Jenny, and it was like a sauna. It was so hot. And thankfully, it was right by a river, and we unpacked all of our stuff, or not even unpacked, just unloaded and, like, threw it in our sauna yurt, in our yurt sauna, and then just went immediately down to the river. Mm-hmm. And I am a swimming pool, bath water kind of water girl. Mm-hmm. And I just walked right in and almost drowned myself. It, it was so really. hot. It yeah. was so hot. I didn't even care. I just like laid in the river. I probably was suffering from heat stroke. But it was 110 degrees, which doesn't happen in Western Washington. Like most summer temperatures are like what? Mid 80s? 80s? Mm-hmm. Right. Like just pretty. That's like on temperate. our hottest days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's like 70s. Yeah. Yep. But it's been really hot. I think I've, I think I like your answer. Yeah. I hate being cold. Yeah. I hate being cold too, but you only have to do it for like, till you like from your house that to your car. That is smart. Or whatever. And you could always get a blanket. Yeah. Or something, right? Yeah. There's always. Maybe. I think that's a cheat. That might be now I do would you rathers with our um, writing class for our co-op and I'm always telling them not to cheat, but I'm the worst cheater. <laughs> I always, the Holy Spirit's like hypocrite. <laughs> Anytime I'm telling them, Hey, you can't circumvent the rules. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, all right. We'll go to our Instagram or our Facebook and weigh in. And I'm going to not offer another one for next episode because we're going to go back and figure out what it was <laughs> from the last one we recorded. Yeah. Of the four that we recorded last time we were here. So, Kristen, why don't you tell me what inspired your decision to um, talk about generosity? Yeah. So, a couple of things. Um, One is we were going through um, the Christmas Carol for Christmas time. We went through it last year. I was rereading through it this year and my notes and stuff. Um, And just seeing some things on the web's on the World Wide Web and the social media and all that kind of stuff regarding um, specifically parents and gift giving towards their children and just how 
Like, I'm not advocating for just heaping upon heaps of gifts on Christmas, but I do think that there is an element that we have to be careful of being too scroogey, um, just in general, but, you know, in terms of um, <clears throat> gift giving and um, resource sharing or hoarding our resources from our children. So it just kind of, like, led me down this little, like, rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. trail hole right maybe it's a hole um of just generosity just in general and how it pertains to specifically specifically our children and yeah so yeah that is what got me thinking about that yeah so we're talking about Kristen and I were kind of going back and forth on this before we started recording. And I think um, it's good to talk about the, like, holiday gift giving, but also just general open-handedness as mothers. Because I think yeah. one, thing I, one thing I picture a lot when it comes to motherhood is, like, the Lord trying to pry my fingers open mm -hmm. because there's so much of myself I don't want to give. Yeah. And so much is demanded. And I feel that in me that desire to pull back instead of mm -hmm. leaning into what's being asked of me by my children mm -hmm. and to say no mm -hmm. often. Yeah. No, 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 no. Can't, not right now. You know, like, yeah. I can't, can't you see? I'm so busy. I'm so tired. I have all of this. Yeah. And so for me right now, that's where I see the temptation to not be generous. Mm -hmm. And that's when I give into, when I give into quite a bit. So um, what are some of the things you think hold people back from generosity? Oh, just Like, what are the fears? Like, I think for, well, I can speak for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, just wanting to be selfish, thinking that um, I deserve to have the snap. I deserve to eat in peace. I deserve to have a clean house. I deserve to have X, Y, and Z. And, um yeah, motherhood doesn't really lend itself to that thinking or mm -hmm. it's in or it's a very contentious relationship that you will begin to have with your children if you think you deserve X, Y, or Z <clears throat> and then your children, they don't really care about that. Um, and, and not even that they don't care about it is what, what are you trying to cultivate, you know, um, I think you had mentioned that you had seen um, somebody post something about um, like homeschooling. So the context is homeschooling and like never wanting to like do science experiments. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, <laughs> you're homeschooling. So how are you like you want to cultivate a I, I don't know. My house gets very messy when it comes to science and do like yes I appreciate a tidy home but there's a time and a place and a season for everything right and there's a time for science and there's a time for cleanliness and those two things don't meet often right it was like well it was the mother's preference on her end I don't yeah. like science experiments yeah. but the education is your children's and whatever their interest <clears throat> is you should be following those things even if it means you have to sacrifice a little bit and that is just a general overarching like I think we give a lot of mothers a pass and they're very like um, kind of brazen and saying, uh -huh. you know, like, I don't let my kids play in the mud. I don't let yeah. my kids get wet. I don't let my kids have candy 
mm-hmm. unless it's in this specific con- context. Like red dye number 40 moms don't come for me right yeah. now. Like <laughs> you don't have to give your kids candy, but this like no flexibility. Right. Or we only do, on your terms. We can't make slime. Yeah. Like they can't cut the Barbie's hair. They can't, uh, you know, all these things that I'm like, kids really were built for exploration and creativity and their brains don't work the way that we do. They don't have all those boundaries that we have. And sometimes that's a good thing. And yeah. I think there are a lot of instances where we have to say no to our kids mm-hmm. and there's way more that we don't mm-hmm. and we still do mm-hmm. just for our own sake, not, yeah. you know, we forget that like they're also main characters, like yeah. <laughs> or equal characters in the story. I don't mean main characters like, you know, yeah. to put, to make us all seem extra special, but in the sense that we're equal to us. Sure. We think, I think we can think of kids as they're going to grow up and have a life when they're adults, mm-hmm. but their life is now. Mm-hmm. Like they have a duty to use their time in specific ways now. And so we kind of push them to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I went and I kind of ran with that. No. With the homeschool thing. It's okay. We can. Yeah. We can run with it. No, I, I agree. And, um, you know, I think it's important to just have really realistic expectations of, yeah, of what the purpose of having kids is and why you're, to your point, like, why are you even saying no? Why are you saying no? You can't help me make cookies. Why? Mm-hmm. Is it because you want to get it done faster? Usually, usually, yeah. or I get it. yes, I have yeah. four kids. Totally get Just it. Just eat the cookies. Yeah, don't be a part of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, if you really want to cultivate like closeness and connection and um, relationship and bonding, like you are going to have to actually have a relationship mm-hmm. with your kids, which means there's give and take, mm-hmm. right? And um, but. If you don't want any of that give and take and still want that close connectedness, you're not going to get it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you hear these moms um, who have grown kids that, you know, their their kids never look back once they leave the house because yeah. they've been pushed out. That's all of our, like, worst fears. Yeah, that's We're going to be honest. Like, no, seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> It's like the you whole know. goal of parenting, apart from glorifying the Lord, I'm also like, but yeah. also yeah. very important that my kids don't hate me and right. never come home. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, how how else would you feel if you're never allowed to make a mess, if, like, all you're viewed as is an inconvenience, right. if all you do is just mess up a recipe because you put eggshells in the things you know and like what is that actually cultivating what are Mm -hmm. you actually training your kids to do you're training them not to be with you that's what you're training them to do Ooh, Kristen I know well it's the truth (laughs) sorry it is the truth yeah you're I mean do do you want to be with somebody who constantly says no get out of here no go away right do this no I don't want your involvement in here like that doesn't foster any kind of like close bonding relationship. Right. And so, yeah, when your kids, you know, leave the nest and they don't want to come home, well, you got to take yeah. a look at some things and maybe apologize. Yeah. And they want that connection yeah. and that time with somebody. So if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. Right. And you're not going to have much control over it depending on your situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I think it's okay to, I, I don't think either one of us are advocating for never saying no to a question like, can I come in the kitchen with you? Because I say that often still because they ask me literally every time I do anything. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I try, but I have to work harder to say next time and then stick to it. Yeah. Or ask myself, why are you saying no? And there have been times where I've said not right now. And then I've gone and got them and brought them back and said, no, it's okay. Because I feel convicted Mm -hmm. (laughs) about it. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it is hard, especially when you have a lot on your plate to not be like, you are you're really getting in the way. Yeah. But how are they going to learn? Yeah. Try to remind myself, like, it's really going to pay off for me Mm -hmm. if I take the time now. And it's going to really hurt me if I don't. Yeah. Because I'm going to have teenagers that are not used to doing these things with me. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's like time generosity. But um, back to like, um, I think like the material generosity. I think another thing that a lot of parents are worried about is spoiling their children. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's validity to that. Sure. I think there's a way to do that. There's a way to do that so that your children do take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it has anything to do with giving them things Mm -hmm. frequently. But what are you pointing to when you do that? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, circling back to the whole gift giving thing and more um, maybe more monetary thing just in the context of uh, Christmas. um, one a couple of scripture verses came to mind was one uh, Psalm 104 uh, 12 through 32 I won't read all of it but just part of it and I read it in um oh when we were talking about wine and just how God provides all these things um so in starting in verse 10 it says you make springs gush forth in the valleys they flow between the hills they give drink to every beast of the field and wild donkeys quench their thirst Beside them the birds of heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. And just uh, that scripture just goes to show how well taken care of um, every living creature um, is, yeah, just how well it's taken care of by the hand of God, that he provides everything. And you could argue you know, certainly, well, those are like necessary things. Like those are not wants, those are needs. Um, but also in James one seventeen, that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so um, I don't think that giving your kids a lot of gifts or, I mean, I definitely think you can't, you can go overboard. And so I'm not saying go overboard and just go into debt or, you know, just be ridiculous mm-hmm. about it, but be ge- like, I think Christmas is a time of being generous. And if, you know, and, and yeah, it looks different for different people. And, um, even from year to year, it can look different, but if you're continually teaching your children all throughout the year, what generosity looks like, what gratitude looks like, what contentedness looks like, it won't really matter Um, if one year is a little bit more meager than the other years, because you're discipling them throughout the entire year, what that looks like. And so that's my point is people think that one day of lavishing gifts on them 
is going to ruin them for the rest of the life when it isn't that one day. It's what you're doing all the other days too. Mm-hmm. That ma- that matters. Um, yeah. So, I am oh, on the other on the flip side. I am increasingly a fan of keeping things a little simpler. Sure. Um, hey, babe. I'm a fan of uh, keeping things a little bit simpler around Christmas time, and so for the last. For the last two years, we've done four gifts each, and this this year we're actually doing the um, something to wear, something to read, something you want, something you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little less exciting because before that we were doing four big toys. Like so, mm-hmm. we're trying to, and the right. reason the reason we're doing that is because we want our kids to focus to be elsewhere. We want to have that consistency sure. from year to year and stuff like that. But I agree with you that. Especially, like, I think there's a lot of Christmas. This year we're doing a lot more Christmas activities. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of other ways to be generous mm-hmm. with candy, with treats, right. with yeah. and outings, that, and that's what with sledding. It doesn't with... have to be monetary, um, bringing it back to the Christmas carol. Right. It was like Scrooge had, like, he was a single dude. Yeah. Um, he had all this money. He had people, employees, who he could, you know, bless and, like, he was going to make Bob Cratchit, like, work Christmas Day. And he's just like, but it's Christmas Day. And then he finally gives it, you know. So there are other ways to be generous. Right. So I'm not saying you just need to lavish your kids with a ton of gifts. But what I am saying okay. is you do need to be yeah. generous in all the ways. And we do something very, very similar. I th- yeah. We limit to, like, five gifts per kid. Um, and actually, this year, they're getting one big gift altogether. But, mm-hmm. um. Anyway, yeah, so that's not my point is to, Mm -hmm. it's really where is your heart coming from? Because you could still, um, you know, give your kids five gifts and not be generous at all, but give your kids five gifts and be the most generous. Mm -hmm. It really comes from where your, just your attitude is coming from. And, um, you know, don't be a minimalist for the sake of being a minimalist. That yeah. Also, that's a that's big a one. whole other episode that I'm just you guys just wait. <laughs> yeah, and having a negative view of other people's generosity, yeah. I see that a lot cuz I appreciate a lot of things from minimalism in regards Absolutely. to yeah. decluttering, not having things you don't use, yes. that sort of thing. Uh we had a whole episode on it like Kristen said, but a lot of what I see in that group is or those types of groups online is bemoaning and like mm-hmm. uh, complaining about yeah. other people's generosity towards your family because you're burdened with the need to get rid of this stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how, how <laughs> it's kind of gross <laughs> for someone to go out of their way to get you a gift and, and to be like just crotchety about the fact that you have to discard it. Yeah. That you that you're burdened with the duty of discarding some a gift that someone bought for you. I don't think you have to keep everything, but there's also that like, like Scroogey attitude that right. can make you grumbly about other people doing things for you if it's just not your, it's not tickling your fancy in the right way or yeah, like you know like people. Oh my goodness, we could do a whole episode on receiving seriously. <laughs> and, and um, man, I mean, women around the holidays where they're like. Didn't he know? I dropped so many hints, all I've ever wanted, and he got me a vacuum. Yeah. I mean, yes, g- please. A Dyson. Give me the vacuum. <laughs> I'm down. Like I know. Well, he got me a me, Peloton um, bike. 
Do you think I'm fat? Please, a Peloton bike. Please, yes. Um, Well, it reminded me of the scripture. It's in Ecclesiastes 519. It was one of my verses to your point, Ash, was that everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is a gift from God. So both things, whether it's meager or whether it's much, it's a gift from God. You, It's all given from by God. And we're to rejoice and, um, you know, be thankful in it. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. Oh, that's good. So I thought that was a very, I kind of summarized what my point was, mm-hmm. is not, yeah, is not just to go... Um, I was going to say something. I don't know if it'd be inappropriate, but anyway, not to go crazy, mm-hmm. but, um, but just, I don't know if God has given you things, <clears throat> enjoy them. Mm-hmm. If he has given you meager things, enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I really like that because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. I don't know. Yeah. And be pointing to the Lord and all, like when you were saying, you know, this is talking about the needs. Well, there's so many opportunities to show your children how the Lord loves them when you're being generous with those things that may go over, like unseen or maybe overlooked, like clothing. Um, I mean, we get everything secondhand Mm -hmm. for the most part, and people just bless us with clothing. And they're all like next to new, like so, Mm -hmm. you know, like perfect, cute, all kinds of stuff. And when we get these things, I let my kids go through them and I they have so much joy mm-hmm. on their faces. And I'm like, look at how the Lord loves you. Yeah. Look like that. It'll yeah. be like, oh, you got a frozen hoodie or something right. or you got like yeah. minion pajamas and they're like overjoyed. And I'm yeah. like, the Lord loves you. He he knew yeah. that you, you wanted that. Well, and even something as simple like what spurred this a while ago, this whole like thought process <laughs> Um, was when, back when I had COVID, like the first time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I've had it a couple of times, um, was when I lost my sense of taste and smell. Mm -hmm. Um, that is a gift, both those things. He did not have to create us. There is nothing aside from maybe when like eating poisonous plants, I don't know. If you believe that we were like cavemen somewhere just trying to figure out life. You better not believe that. But you better not. But in case you do. You're wrong. Whatever. You're wrong. <laughs> but, you know, like giving us, like having it be a survival thing. Aside from that, like in order for us to eat food, we don't need to have taste buds necessarily. Like not really. No, you just really. eat like But it is a gift. Goofy. I'm just, that's yeah. pretty much what everything tasted like or chemicals. I don't yeah. know. It was so weird. But like, you know, every breath that we give, how many times a minute do we breathe um, that God does not grant. It is a gift. Mm-hmm. He lavishes so much wealth on us. Truly, like life is wealth. Friends, wealth. Loving husband, wealth. Children, wealth. Mm-hmm. So much. Mm-hmm. And then we have so much to be thankful for. So it's really important, yes, to your point, to highlight everything that the Lord gives us, everything that is good. Right. And that is what is going to actually prevent your kids from being spoiled, rotten, you know, boogers. Right. <laughs> on right. on Christmas, not 
Cause not the gifts. It's the entitlement that right. spoils the thing. Yeah. That's what makes the difference between, you know, it's gratitude or entitlement. And so if you're pointing your children in all the ways through the year, in everything that they receive to the Lord, and also just making them work hard. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily have to work hard for everything you give them. Some people are like that. Some people are like, I will provide your bare minimum needs and you can earn every other good thing that you have. Yeah. I don't. I, how boring. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, that is very close yeah. handed. It yeah. would be easy to do that. And maybe you're very convicted that that's the way to go. Totally fine. Um, yeah. Think about something. Think about this. But you could find, yeah. they could still work hard. They could still earn things and you could still be very open handed about, Hey, I saw this and I knew you would love it. Um, or I, I did the special thing for you. Mm-hmm. Like, because I wanted to spend time with you or why don't we get out of here and get ice cream or something like that, you know? Um, Yeah. There's still, there's still room for them to dig holes and wash dishes. Yeah. Be generous. Mm -hmm. Don't be a Scrooge during Christmas or any other time of the year. Point your children to the Lord and everything that they receive Mm -hmm. and not to you. That's an, oh my goodness. Parents that are like, look what I did. Yeah. Me, 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 I did. And then they're, yes. Oh, that's. Yeah, remember where every good and perfect gift comes from. The Lord. The Lord. You're doing it in service to him. If you use it to point to yourself, to like indebt your children to you or to to make them, to guilt them into. Appreciation and gratitude. Reciprocating in some way through like time or affection or. I would rethink your life before you do that. It's big. I think a lot of us like have experienced people like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's, you know, you can shroud it in a smile and it is very clear. <laughs> Point to the Lord. Always, always. Yep. All right. Well, with that said. That's it. So go love God. Go love your husbands. Go love your kids. 